So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. 1,000% better than Bloodline. Not even close. Mm. Not, not, not. You, wow. you had one major player in the Bloodline and, and a bunch of supporting roles. These guys were all freaking superstars. Mm. Not even close. I did put the main event mafia together. Kevin Nash named the main event mafia. Let's jump into a topic. uh, One of the topics that we're going to talk about on this evening, and that is uh, Booker T someone you've worked with uh, very closely and uh, actually one of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time love booker t man love him to death have you ever uh have i ever told you my all-time top five i can name okay that's that's actually good that's actually good okay hold on hold on hold on before you do that what's yours i I never knew yours my top five top five favorite wrestlers of all time oh god i'd have to think about it okay just five wrestlers you can think of that's among your favorite well, are you talking a, about them as wrestlers or yes I, or as a, as a I, kn- I knew them though you know what as I mean? a wrestling fan like as a wrestling savage fan. number one no doubt oh nice okay Very nice. um i never knew that the valiant brothers okay cool choice the big cat ernie lad baby yes a uh, chief j strongbow very nice and the three-headed manager okay which would be albano blassie and the grand wizard Man, I like it. And for those who are wondering that Vince McMahon isn't a pro wrestling fan, you are dead wrong, ladies and gentlemen. That's a pretty cool top five. I can uh, name this. All right, go for it. What you got? Things number one. Things number one. Booker's on the list. Booker's number. Uh, Booker is number uh, five all time. Flair's on the list. No. Wow. Savage? Nope. Wow. Give me an era. Uh, okay, so for, for number four is a current wrestler still, but he started wrestling in 1990. So he's been wrestling for 32 years, 33 years. Yep. Is Steamboat on the list? Number two. Okay. Oh, number, number three. Number three. I saw I got three, three out of the five so far. You got number one, Sting. Number three is Steamboat. Number five is Booker. So you got two and four left. All right, so the one is 1990? Number four of all time. Started, 1990, started in wrestling 19, in 1990. You've also worked with them very closely. Where was he prominent? What company? Uh, WWE for a long time. Now he's in AEW. And for those who are watching right now, put the, the answer in the comments right now. 
before I say the answer. Okay, he's wrestling AW. It's not Christian and Edge because that they were not 19. Oh, you're saying the 90s or 1990? No, no, he debuted in 1990. Okay, so it's not Christian. It's not Edge. We already got Sting on the list. Mm-hmm. Double J? No, it can't be Double J. Nope. No. I'm trying to think. You've worked with them. You've worked with them closely. Are they active wrestlers in AEW? Actually, you didn't work with them as closely, but you were, you were contrib. He was coming in as you were leaving. Kurt Angle. Nope. Are they active wrestlers in AEW? Active AEW wrestler, yes. Was in the WWE until a few years back. Not Big Show. Nope. He's right. He's right there, man. He's right there. Active wrestler was in WWE for a long time. Debuted in WWE and just left. So probably about f- five years back. Not Billy Gunn. Nope. Wow. You're you're going. You're, Brian you're, Danielson. No. He didn't debut in 1990. He was not eight years old in 19, nine years old in 1990. <laughs> He's right there, Jericho. man. Jericho. That's correct. Chris okay. Jericho. Yes. Right, so That's number hint. four. Give me the hint on the last one. Um. Oh, man. I can say two words. I can say two words. You'll know what it is. So you've also worked with him in TNA. Uh, he's no longer with us. And. Um, oh, I can't, Animal. No, no. He, oh. he, uh, that's well, the, the, the Legion of Doom is my all time favorite tag team. Okay. So you've worked with this person. He's no longer with us. And he's a WWE Hall of Famer. And uh, I mean, I can give you clear cut, very easy hints, but um, that would that would make it not as fun. Not All right. Kurt Henning? No. All right, SK Nation, go ahead Rick and put, Nope. Go ahead and put the answer down if you know what it is before I say it. Uh, I can give you two words. Dusty. I mean, that's correct. That's the words. Yes. Good yes. Luck. Number two of all time. So number one, Sting. Number two, Dusty. Number three, Steamboat. Number four, Jericho. Number five, Booker T. Those are my own Good time list. Top five. Solid list. Thank you. So Booker T said this when it comes to the bloodline. He thought that the main event mafia was a better faction than the bloodline. He said many... Main Event Mafia was a better faction by far. But I think the Bloodline had one of the best runs any faction could ever have. Probably the best. But I just say better faction, sucker, (laughs) because we had some major players and we weren't a family. We was a faction. Uh, You know, proper grammar would say we were a faction, but we was a faction. So... Here's the interesting part of all this, Vince. Uh, I was just watching a every now like like TNA's um, videos pop up on my Facebook. Um, they they send me link like it, it comes in my algorithms because uh, they I watch wrestling stuff and catch up with stuff on Facebook a lot. Uh, and one of the videos was an all time like complete like uh, chronology of the bloodline of the uh the main event mafia mm-hmm. and so i got through probably half of it or so and then just got busy and stopped watching but it was interesting because i remember i've I watched tna 
every single week that in, that entire run of the main event wild mafia and it was really interesting how it played out and booker t's part of the main event mafia was absolutely hilarious so i got two questions to ask you one uh three questions to ask you uh one what what are your overall thoughts on booker t as far as the bloodline is concerned in main event mafia two uh what hand did you play in the main event mafia and three who in the heck came up with and i remember this when it happened live and i was pleasantly refreshed by this booker t <laughs> with a microphone doing commentary at a battle royal while he is in the ring i thought i popped for that that was that was brilliant 1000% better than bloodline not even close hmm. not 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 you wow. you had one major player in the bloodline and and a bunch of supporting roles these guys were all freaking superstars hmm. not even close i did put the main event mafia together kevin nash named the main event mafia nice and i am sure that i wrote in booker t having the mic during that <laughs> that was and for those who needed to be refreshed, for those who never saw that, you would you you're going to pop. You're you're going to be pleasantly, uh, uh, just absolutely elated by that segment. It was absolutely I I literally laughed out loud when I saw that. It was and not, not a lot of things caused me to pop nowadays when it comes to wrestling, and that was you know a while over ten years ago. Yeah, but it but it was but it was funny. It was super funny of how that happened. He was like, ah, like he just started doing the stop. Yeah, it was so freaking hilarious, great, man. man. He Booker's and great. the thing is about Booker, like he he, he had like a uh, an English Jamaican accent. That was like, all Booker. That was <laughs> all. For, I let Booker do whatever he wanted to do, bro. It was hilarious. It was definitely uh, a lot of uh, King Booker. That was overlapped in the in the uh, TNA gimmick, man. It was absolutely amazing. You know, so, I, get, I I get frustrated because I hear a lot of the guys in the main event mafia, mafia say, "Oh, it could have been better. We dropped the ball." This that, the other thing, bro. The main event mafia just didn't stop. Hmm. Either yeah. somebody left, or it was contractual, or it didn't just stop. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. It, it had to do with contracts and who was leaving and who was getting paid too much and who didn't stick around. It had nothing to do with the creative. Bro. Sure, sure. Now, what was the end game for the main event mafia? I remember it led to like uh, it was like an empty arena match between Sting and Angle. Sure, a lot, great. a lot of the main event mafia just kind of gravitated to an angle between uh, Kurt Angle and Sting, like. Was that the end game for the mafia? Uh, no, that, that, was, was that, was, that was just a part of it. I mean, that, okay. that was just a part. I, I don't remember, bro. I honestly don't. I don't remember how it ended, but I'm sure it had to do with contracts. Because because Matt Morgan started to be a part of it. Samoa Joe was a part of it, and like the, I mean, I like both Matt Morgan and Samoa Joe, but the the kind of like the the backdrop of the main event mafia was former world champions like yeah. legendary figures within the business and former world champions book angle staying nash steiner yeah and so adding um 
Samoa Joe and Matt Morgan into the main event mafia? What was the what was the premise behind that? Bro, I swear I don't remember. Really? I, I wish was I that... did. I wish I did, man. I don't. Did you have a hand in that too? I'm sure I did. If I was there, I definitely did, but I don't remember. Yeah, okay. I, I'm just wondering like what the conversation was of bringing in because because i remember as a fan back then i was like you know i don't i don't mind joe and morgan you know as a as a as singles competitors but just the concept of having them in the main event mafia started to get overcrowded and that's the thing with factions a lot is that it starts to get overcrowded and starts to it starts to dilute the yeah bullet, i agree with that I agree. yeah bullet club was the same way uh, nwo certainly was was that uh what do you think about speaking of that uh, what do you think about dx as a whole do you think that dx ever got overcrowded and sk nation if uh when i mean it was, this, it was just the five, it. it was just the five right so what the original was uh Sean, michael's Michael yeah and rick rude uh he was a part of it too right <clears throat> i i i wouldn't consider him a part of it he really was like he was like the business end of it i i yeah I, but, I never, but he was still I a never, figure yeah i never really considered him a part of that though he was right? never active a yeah. part of it but he was he was there every week as a part yeah. of dx so yeah um and then the five, it, ne it never grew outside of the five. You had, I mean, th and then you, and then Michaels went out, Trip came in as a leader, brought in the New Age Outlaws and, and Pac, right? Uh, and Sean Waltman in China. That's it. So, so you thought that that, so that the, the, the Sean Michaels version or the Triple H version to you was the, the better version? Man, they were both good, bro, but I probably like Sean Hunter and China the best because it okay. was the original. The original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I and I and I would definitely say the New Age Outlaws as an addition to the DX was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, they, they it was totally fit. Yeah. Yeah. And X Pac was too. I mean, because yeah. I think I think what helped X Pac was the fact that he jumped from WCW. Right, so, right in the middle of the war. Yeah, yeah. So I think he was one of the first major people to jump from WCW to WWE to really bring a lot. I mean, Waltman, a lot of people sleep on the fact that Waltman had a lot to do with the pivot, you know, from WCW to WWE as far as the wars is concerned. He had a lot to do with that because his presence, it was just the, the concept and the idea of WCW is not as impenetrable as you think they are right mm -hmm. like there was some contractual things going on he was uh six he was six back then when he was with uh nwo and nwo was running rampant you had the 83 weeks and stuff like that and then of course you had the foley thing when shoni shivani you know uh spoiled the the result which unfortunately as a psychology doctor I wish that I would would have consulted them. I would have said, "Don't do that," because if anything, then you have like, you know, uh, forbidden fruit effect. You have you have scarcity effects. You have all those psychological phenomena to cause people to want to be curious about the unknown, right? Mm -hmm. And you have that anticipation, and you have the thing that's not in front of you right now, so that's going to cause you to want to grab it. 
So that's going to cause you to be more curious to actually see how the finish is because you don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. And so that was just that was just a bad call. It was just it was just a bad call for that to happen. Psychologically, it was just a bad call. But that was a pivot, and then Xbox there was helped too. So yeah, that was that was a big move. So yeah, that's that's an interesting question as far as uh, and SK Nation. Go ahead and. Uh, uh, when you're watching this, go ahead and put that down too. So, um, what do you think, uh, SK Nation? Was the uh, original DX best with Sean, Hunter, China, and I would say Rick Rude too? And or do you think that the Hunter led DX of Hunter, the Outlaws, uh, and Waltman um, and China uh, was was the best? So. Mm-hmm.